This is episode 300 of the Gold Squadron podcast, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Tacos make the best uh, apology? No, gift. Manzano. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, this is your 300th Gold Squadron thing. The rest of us is like less. I mean, so I think gonna... I'm my actually because there was a couple times I was sick. This is maybe like actually like 290 like something. For so, me. so so we can hold the special stuff for yeah for a couple weeks. <laughs> Will, what do you think of this list, Hagwood? Uh, I got lists, uh, and I don't know which ones to fly. Ryan. You, sorry, the anonymous kangaroo got out of my way. There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you turned them against me? Stanazuski. When you bring your own ships to help someone play at an event and they turn around and beat you in the final. And James, tie no more. Ritter. The curse is broken. I got like three, game, three tie games in a row, and uh, I thought I was cursed, but... I was able to squeeze in to the sector series, so I'm 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 uh, uncursed. <laughs> you just gotta win harder, man. You gotta stop stop trying to make these close games, gamesmanship and all. Just get more points. That's that's how you win, right? All right, today's podcast, of course, brought to you by our amazing patrons. Thank you so much. I did post on Discord that you should see over the next week or so rolling emails saying, "Hey." You're getting swag in the mail. Here's your tracking number uh, and all that jazz. So keep an eye on your email. And uh, uh, thank you for your support and enjoy your swag. Um, As for announcements and news, uh, we have something coming up in a few weeks, boys. Huh? Huh? You say weeks? Only weeks? Same Weeks. Less than four yeah. weeks. Yeah, Easter, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The World <laughs> Championship is around the corner, folks. We we are we are so close. We are so close. Super excited uh, to, of course, be streaming that for you. We are the um, and this is this wording is important. We are the official Adepticon coverage of X Wing at the world championships for x-wing all right (laughs) that wording does matter but we'll be live uh and of course uh everybody will be in town uh celebrating for the world championships that's going to be the weekend of march 25th with the first day of the lcq starting march 23rd super excited uh for that it's going to be a good time it's going to be a good time well today we're going to be covering some quick hits on a few different topics and we figured we go ahead and start out with talking about sector series our online series that works that's currently going on that is wrapping up at the uh, right before the world championships if you haven't seen the calendar uh, i pu- i put out i'll go ahead and uh and just show it here on the screen for everybody to see it's very easy to see there let's go ahead and just make it a little bit bigger uh enhance uh, and I said in hand. Okay, well, uh, there it is. All right, so uh, we are today is February 27th. Today is the beginning of the second wild card week. We completed the uh, concluded the first wild card week. Uh, James, you played the only wild wild card game that was needed for sector one. Uh, you won. You want to give us some some quick hits? 
Uh, yeah, we actually played on Friday on the stream game. Um, Will, remind me, what, what was that list that I played against? And I'll, and I'll remember it immediately. Um, on the Friday game, you faced off against three X ones and oh, uh, something. That's right. Uh, Reaper, I... three X ones and Reaper. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, it was Merrick, uh, Merrick, Juno, uh, Boy Vader, and Faroff, and uh, I was playing four Delta Sevens, um, uh, which was fun, uh, but man uh those x1s can punch uh and uh, ended up having he had great target priority and was able to take out anakin super early uh but i was able to whittle vader down and uh fair off down uh to barely squeeze out the win on the last turn of the game uh, so very close game. Uh, glad I didn't tie that one because <laughs> that would have been uh, another tie for both he and I for that uh, for that sector series. So uh, glad to have made it into the top cut. Ready to face Will in the first week, right? For the <laughs> the cut? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 because the what's going to end up happening is for the Sector Series, we have to have a second week because, of course, Sector 4, our problem children, uh, they, <laughs> they need another week to sort it all out. As soon as we get them sorted out and we have a final four out of Sector 4, we will have um, – we're going to have somebody from each sector facing off to each other. So nobody will play each other in the same sector until the – potentially the second round of the cut or if it all works out a certain way the third round of the cut so uh should uh, should be awesome super excited about it the culmination happening the week of march 13th and leads us perfectly into the world championships uh and that week so that's going to be action-packed x-wing going to be good stuff. Speaking of action-packed X-Wing, we uh, had an event over the weekend, 105 players uh, facing off in the UK at the Sith Taker Open. So we're going to go ahead and uh, just break down the top cut there for the Sith Taker Open, see what was playing, because uh, really, that this premier event we talk about net listing all that stuff but this event is a bit of a barometer for potentially what the world championships look like right we've had a few weeks of iteration a few weeks of thinking of maybe reinventing the wheel maybe going back to a tried and true to figure out what people may be bringing to the world championships and the conclusions uh, of this tournament uh i think leave some interesting things up in the air that we'll we'll hit here uh but super excited to um to break this down let's go ahead and start ryan uh let's hit our winner our overall winner, Fawn Longalong, congratulations for getting that W. What was that top cut list? And give us that little bit of history on it that we were talking about earlier. So uh, Fawn Longalong actually has been on, it feels like he's been on this type of list for a long time. Anytime I see him place in uh, an event in Europe, he's using this list, which is a Republic list. Anakin 7B, Obi, uh, Aether Sprite, just the regular Delta 7. Contrail, uh, custom version, not Coruscant version, and then Hawk in the lat. Um, 
Hawklat has dedicated Agile Gunner 7th Fleet. If you're running 7th Fleet on a lat, this is kind of like the default uh, loadout since you have that Agile Gunner for three and one point left for dedicated. Uh, Fawn has been favoring Anakin with shield upgrade, R4P17, and Crackshot. R4P17 allowing Anakin to do a a action similar to Pattern Analyzer twice a game. So really leaning heavily on the... Uh, the red maneuvers to maximize it. Uh, OB with CLT running shield upgrade elusive and calibrate laser targeting. This contrail a little different than we're used to seeing. Not taking a bomb at all. Still going for bash. Still really good ability with the uh, lock conversion. Uh, but keeping crack shot and opting for shield upgrade. Um, to note, that means every single one of those three ships, Anakin, Obi, Contrail, all went above or increased their half-point threshold for chance engagement. They all went to odd numbers instead of even numbers with each of those shield upgrades. Um, so, I, and we know, we've seen what that one extra health has done for some ships. We see shield upgrades on DT and Scorch and FO. We've seen this, the direct hull upgrades put on your mauler and stabber, your um, kickback torrent, how that one extra health has helped a lot of other things. And Fawn opting to try that out with, with all these ships instead of taking, as an example, uh, you could take R2-D2 uh, Astromech on Kenobi and get similar effect to shield with some a little more utility, and you could have got other bombs and stuff. So... Uh, and we're seeing variations and of these loadouts show up still and still performing really well. Awesome, yeah. And uh, you said not only is Fawn, uh, you know, Fawn known for playing this list. I think Duncan Howard won an event with a similar list, right? Well, was it Gen Con? Correct. He Duncan Howard won Gen Con. I think that was it. Was kind of the coming out party for that list mm -hmm. and a lot of people started adopting it and i i don't know if fawn had tried a variation of it before gen con but i definitely know after gen con is when i saw him show up with it a lot more often or seeing it with along with his name so he's been on this list well before battle yavin coruscant and hot shots and aces too Mm -hmm. So, I mean, talk talk about someone who's stuck to structure stuck to their primary list and, and likely sticking with it up till Worlds. He'll be very experienced with this list, more so than a lot of people will be with their lists. Yeah, agreed. And this is um, as we continue to go through this, uh, you know, seeing this list be the top republic, you know. I know that some some players, when they're looking at, oh, well, this do I bring? Uh, it starts to put in a little bit of doubt, right? You're like, oh, I thought Born for This was was gonna be just the the the, the bee's knees. If you play Republic, you gotta play. Well, this is an argument possibly against that. Do they have some similarities? Sure. Sure, they got some some similarities, but the different tech can definitely change the way you're flying uh, and how you're going about, um, you know, your your flying pattern. So, um, just an interesting thought. We'll continue to uh, to take a look at this. Great to see uh, Fon Longalon get that win. Speaking of players that we haven't had to, had an opportunity to talk about in a long time, Tom Reed. Um, out of out of the UK with a second place uh, being our runner-up James yeah uh, pretty interesting uh, or actually uh, man becoming one of our boogeyman lists here with Boba Fett Rookcast and Kanan Jarrus 
Uh, Boa Fett has a fearless jamming beam, proton bombs, contraband cybernetics, the Slave One title, uh, Sokotano crew, and veteran tail gunner. Uh, we're cast in the Gauntlet has Notorious, the Mandalorian, and the Child. Love that combo. Uh, making it possible with Dropsy at Bay. And Contraband Cybernetics and the Swivel Wing uh, config. And Kanan, of course, has the Maul crew to make sure that, uh, that you have uh, extra force uh, when you need it to reduce those attack dice coming in. Uh, really nasty list. Boba Fett out there doing a ton of damage like Boba Fett does. Uh, and Rook um, is able to just take a unbelievable amount of damage uh, with the Mandalorian and the child together. I uh, have that white reinforce and that almost infinite uh, rein or almost infinite force. Uh, those two together, along with Notorious saying, if you want to shoot me, you're going to get strained. Mm -hmm. uh, and then <laughs> Rook taking an additional strain on him. And I think that's to roll an additional attack die. Is that, is that correct, guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or, oh, no, it's, it's a reroll. Convert. It's convert. Yeah, it's very yeah, similar to right, Major Vermeil. Yeah, there you uh, go. Sorry, my bad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you also have Vermeil. That's, that's fair off, right? But I know what you meant. I know what you meant. You're actually uh, thinking of Previsla gauntlet from Separatist, uh, who yeah, gets to roll extra dice. You were thinking of Previsla Separatist, but Rookcast's conversion oh. works just like Major Vermeil's conversion. Yeah, just be strained, get a hit. Yeah, well, with Vermeil's, Vermeil's a different fair, fair off. thing. No, it's Vermeil. Major no, Vermeil is, is when when the opponent doesn't have a green token. It's the same conversion as Rookcast. No, that, that's. I thought Vermeil was the one that the coordinate. Yeah, that's no, Vizier. Oh, that's no, Vizier. Oh, Vermeil is the offensive way off right now. That's the one that's Empire. Bring it back. Bring it, bring it back. Uh, I don't play Empire, if you could tell. Uh, but uh, those uh, extra mods for Rook uh, on uh, and a reroll with Notorious if the opponent is stringed as well. Uh, just make that a nasty combo. And of course, Kanan. Uh, if you do uh, decide to shoot into Rook or Boba, is going to reduce that damage. And if you shoot into Kanan, uh, it's going to reduce that damage and get a force back. So uh, no good targets there. Uh, <laughs> and good luck. So what we learned there is that if you play against James, bring a Reaper and just say it does whatever, and he won't it know. It does whatever it does. All right. And yeah. uh, we, we, we also know this list that's made uh, made really well-known by Cam Murray uh, is something you're going to have to think about if you're in the World Championships. Um, but one thing I do want to point out, first, second here in the in the cut, they did lose a game in Swiss. So these lists do bleed. They do believe they are not gods, okay? Uh, so you do have a chance. You just have to give yourself the best chance. And, of course, hopefully the scenario uh, is in your favor. All right, let's keep it going. Dom Flanagan bringing some Separatist love here. Marcel? And by the way, I mean, we're seeing basically this list is uh, a who's who of people we've known for six, seven, eight plus years already. No, um, no, but you, it's not the same. 
People don't X-wing and involve. I'm just being facetious for anybody. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dom did uh, go undefeated during. He's got that 15 in front of him, meaning he went undefeated during the Swiss rounds, and he flew Django with elusive jamming being uh, oppressed or savage oppressed proton bombs, contraband, and false transponder codes, delayed fuses, slave one. Uh, title and the veteran tail gunner dirge with elusive proton cannons the title and is it a title yeah i think it's a title right and the proton bombs uh grievous without well grievous the way that grievous is always this and uh, i think william's favorite ship uh from the separatist dbs 404 with advanced proton torpedoes uh contingency protocol and strut luck lock override throwing uh that six dice range one if i'm not mistaken range zero and one or just range one just range one right no they routed him to be range one only yeah. he doesn't mm -hmm. get bonuses at range zero just like everybody else okay but still uh, uh six die um range one proton torpedo uh yeah so it's just a four ship list um obviously did well enough to go uh three that's five five and oh right yeah that's five and oh for 15 points and then also won the top the 32 and 16 or did they just go to 16 uh but whatever he won he won all the way to the top four so uh yeah good list um jango fit i see jango fit right below that which william will talk about but we've seen this before i mean we've seen have we Jan seen jango exactly and friends I I think that most people had been flying no, actually, uh, a bombardment drone. Yeah, we saw this with the bombardment drone, not with DBS. Yep. Yep. Yeah, different flavor. Yeah, the, the kind of droid filler, you can kind of pick and choose between, I mean, maybe a three-point vulture if you want that, like, throw in the calculate one. But, man, what, no what a three... No three-point vulture ever bad. <laughs> yeah. Now when you only... can get initiative for hyena for that price... That shoots six dice. <laughs> yeah, that's very Truth. scary. Uh, I, I do want to point out one thing uh, before we move on. I love this list because of the interaction between Savage and 404. If 404 does the barrel linked into red lock, mm -hmm. uh, you can activate Savage's ability to spend the force and give that ship a focus. So now uh, it's an easy way to uh really threaten that advanced proton torpedo and that's really kind of what you want in your filler like go get some objectives or be s such a threat that i could fly a django fet uh next to it and they won't shoot a django <laughs> that's a that's that's <laughs> that's hilarious well uh I, w I won't make will do django again but essentially we get to, to the top eight Lizam 92 brings Django and friends. The difference here in the Django's is treacherous instead of elusive. So still a defensive a talent, just defensive in a different way. Uh, in, but the uh, also brings Dirge, slightly different flavor. But the other two ships are quite different. Brings Volandas uh, in that tri-fighter that's modified for organics. And the uh, Flak Afrok prototype. So brought two tri-fighters in the there and uh bringing it to the top eight is uh is no small feat because tri-fighters have not uh have not been uh 
too much in the spotlight. I think Staniszewski wants to say something about him. Oh, no, no, no. The top four. Top four. Top. It was ranked eight in Swiss. Top four. Got it. Top four uh, in there. My bad. Thank you so much. Uh, now we move on. Uh, I, I do want to point out uh, that that's – uh, five, 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 six for the initiatives there. Uh, so really trying to get some aces out of those tri fighters. Why, why, why play the initiative four battle when you could just go up to five and six, right? Yeah, just be five. It turns out it's <laughs> Come lot, it's on. Lot, makes most matchups a lot easier. All right, you have to, you have to drop Grievous though. Yeah, don't yeah, grieve us. I, I, I ain't about that life. You can't do it without Grievous? Are you sure you get a Tri-Fighter? You get a Tri-Fighter? Tri <laughs> look, I'd love to be happy about getting more Tri-Fighters right now. <laughs> but if I have to leave Grievous at home, that's no bueno. I'm the first guy that's happy about Tri-Fighters, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. All right, we'll move on here to the top eight. Denny the Sicilian, uh, take it, Will. All right, they have brought Empire. Uh, this is X17 Point Vader, because he's rocking Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control, Mag Pulse Warheads, and Afterburners. I have Gideon Hask with Elusive Ruthless. Cluster Missiles and Targeting Computer. Iden with their standard Elusive Ion Cannon. Moff Gideon with cluster missiles, overtune modulators, and a targeting computer, and then two Academy pilot fillers there. Uh, so really leaning in to some cluster missiles on those ties. I know, Marcel, you've played cluster missile Gideon Hask. If you could pull off two four-dice cluster missiles, whoo, uh, pretty intense. It. Uh, my only problem with this list is that they uh, it's just TIE Fighters. Uh, Vader's going to be pulling some heavy lifting out there. Uh, surprised this, uh, uh, to you guys. I'm surprised we still see a seven-point Vader. His boy, I, to me, his boy's I, I, just so much better. Yeah, because they would have allowed you to take that academy. And, you know, you got Gideon, Moff. Sure, you can um, just like bump up the academy to somebody else. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you want a two-action Vader, just bump up that academy to the coordinating. Um, the coordinator, yeah. Yeah, and now you've got. Yeah, if you want Darth locks Vader. before you tell him roll. Yeah, now you've got Darth Vader with multiple actions. So, um, and you've got a better, and you got to have a laser cannon out there threatening. Sure, but it is, must be that. <laughs> what do you think, Tio? The pattern, the pattern analyzer timing may be the reason for it, right? There is, oh, there sure. is a uh, a big contingency of people who they just they 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 die by pattern analyzers. Like I get to make decisions in the combat phase. I'd rather just do that. You're thinking, you're thinking the passive sensors, pattern analyzers. Oh, pattern you're analyzer. right. Hey, Sorry, action. wrong, wrong tech. I don't know, bro. No. I have no idea. I take it back. I take it all back. I take it all back. Pattern analyzer, all back. The, <laughs> pattern analyzer <laughs> is better, but you're you're losing a yeah. shield plus you're losing a convert blank to hit. Um, is it the is it the, yeah. the mag war? I mean, so mag pulse gives you the crit for salvage. Sure. Is, is I that mean, the you reason just why? Shoot crits normally. That's fair. Yeah. Vader, Vader prints crits by himself. He doesn't need them. Yeah. Animals. It's for fighting like other I6s, yeah. like another Torp carrier, a reinforced ship or it, something it, it like that. It's really good defensive tech. So that it's, it's good defensive tech, but if that's what you want, you can, like, there's things you can do. Like, you can even fit, like, um, I don't know, there, there's, there's other ships that can carry, uh, um, 
stuff to help that. But anyway, obviously did well enough to go. Yeah, obviously. He's we want Denny to get the win there. next time. Yeah. Maybe this is how he goes from top eight to number one. You know, where are the other boys? Help. Where's Stabber and Baller? That's my big question. How Denny. they got here picking all these other ties before touching Mahler or Backstabber. Well, both, really. They're a duo. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, the cluster missiles? I mean, obviously, Gideon. Gideon's doing his best, uh, what is it, Malaris impression out there with the three calculates and cluster missiles. Um, so yeah, I, I only, I, I only kind of trust Gideon for that because he can take an illicit to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Moff, uh, Gideon, Gideon specifically because there's two Gideons so there's Moff right. and Hask. Hask Hask on the other hand I don't trust Gideon that lock he's going to have to rely yeah, on but, but, uh, no. j- just uh, the item charge and try to survive yeah but also um, another thing to boys. consider there is with Moff Gideon around those those academies become really they, they become a lot better because you put them where you mm-hmm. want them to be and then they become the strain battery for Moff's, uh, you know, for Moff's things. And then Vader's shot hits really hard. And ideally, by the time you get to, to Hask, Hask is already a native three-dot gun because by then you've probably damaged something. So, I mean, it, it does it does play well. It's just, um, you know, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm uh, Like I said, after playing some of the, what I call Magic Dice Vader... Uh, where he's just out there. Get the fire control system out of here. Just put it at, to a hit. Uh, just feels so much better. Plus, it's kind of a follow-up about last week's Vader discussion. Um, I, it just surprises me that there's a ex, uh, there's a pattern analyzer Vader um, higher ranked than the boy Vader. Yeah. Well, actually, to go back to Ryan's uh, statement a little bit earlier about. Uh, the boys, that same list that he's got, you can take, uh, if, you, if you go down to Boy Vader, you can take Backstabber, Mauler, and still have Moff Gideon doing his defensive thing and the two academies on there as well. Um, so you're essentially bumping up Aiden and Hask into the two I-5s with, you know, an extra hull, I mean, an extra hull, um, extra die, Offensively, uh, extra initiative, and the afterburners. So, and then they get other toys like the predator and stuff like that. So, th- so there's options, but that's that's the ni- that's the nice thing, and that's probably why we're going to see more imperial than anything else because the amount of options that they get. All right, let me bring back Staniszewski. Looks like we got a little blip. All right, and we keep it going here. All right, in our top eight, we have our currently reigning for how many years, boys? How long is it? Two and a half year? Not my <laughs> it's been three years. Oh, yeah, okay. Years. <laughs> I, I know who the current reigning champ really is. Who was that? Dubbed by Wade Pache himself towards at, towards the old FFG Center. It is technically Aaron the Coach Crawl. <laughs> he went up there for some other event and uh, coach just they, they met up and they had fun and Wade declared him the X-Wing champion of two, 2021 
There you go. <laughs> so uh, Ali, of course, going to be defending his uh, his title here coming up in a few weeks. Uh, let's go ahead and see what he's cooking up. And I see I see at least one pilot in there that uh, is back for a vengeance. It was in his uh, uh, his winning list, and uh, not one that we really see too often. Um, whoever's next, I forgot where we are. It's you. It's, uh, it's, it's, is it me? It's oh, Ryan. Ryan. Okay. <laughs> um, so we have uh, Yavin Vader. We have Moth Gideon with cloaking device, overtune modulators, and elusive. A super defensive Gideon with uh, just a way to. I'm, I'm going to go do an objective action while I'm cloaked and then also popped over two modulators. It's a lot of stuff available to him. Um, we have a Reaper, not Vizier, not Faroth, Major Vermile, with seven sisters, still an amazing crew on the Reaper. Captain Hark as well, so red. So twice a game, you when you perform a red move, you may full, fully execute a red move, you may perform a focus action, I believe. And targeting computer and ion limiter override. So also when you fully execute a red move, you could do a barrel roll and potentially get either strain or ion, depending on the roll result from your ion limiter override. So barrel rolling plus focusing with Captain Hark and the ion limiter override. So a couple tricks that Vermile can do at I-4. And it's not that and hard to do that red, right? Because they have a stop. They have a stop. Yeah. They have a one turn. They have the one sloop. Yeah, plenty of options. Hard two as well. Hard two, yeah. Is it... um? Is it ion token or ionized? Ion token. Token. Okay, so being so... medium base is helpful with that one. Um, and then Suntir fell. Crack shot predator shield upgrade. So uh, Suntir who? Who that? The Ace of Legend. Suntir fell. Um, actually, uh, so when Ali won his worlds, it was Vader, Whisper, in, Whisper being the Tie Phantom Whisper, and uh, Grand Inquisitor. He did not have Suntir. He didn't have Suntir at the time? Uh-uh. Maybe I was thinking about when he's playing afterwards he had Suntir. But anyway. Probably. So we don't see a lot of Suntir. I mean, he has six points. And um, it's it's kind of rough to get what you can get out, to get as much as you can out of him without him being too defensive or contributing objectively. Um, but there definitely is something to say, I have two I-6 ships on the board that, when they need to, can pump out some offense or can be defensive. Um, I mean, a lot of times when we see lists, we see one feature ace, plus maybe a couple of pocket aces or or sub aces, I would say, and then some fillers or objective ships. Um, not often are we seeing two aces in a four or five ship. This is a four ship list. Um, but for Mile isn't a cheap filler. For Miles, I'm another anvil heavy hitter level ship. Moff Gideon is the is the um, filler ish, but also his ability is extremely scary. I look at Moff is tech. As when it's I went, tech. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want defensive mods? No, you're not allowed. Uh, so I mean, those those I six ships when uh, when you're used to seeing. Um, not two other I-6 ships on the board. Normally, you could put, say, say if I was running um, a Republic list and I'm running 7B Anakin, right? That's the mm -hmm. only I-6 you expect to see in a Republic is an Anakin I-6 of some point. Another Anakin has to contest with both Vader and Soon Tier, which 
not great when two things can move after you and potentially collapse on you. Not that Anakin needs to just try and find a way to beat those ships one on two, right? But it, it probably probably not as fun of a time for some ships that are normally used to facing only one other ship that can contest with its same time of movement and have to uh, determine road-wise what their best dial move is going to be when they don't know if they're moving last or not. Awesome. All right. Let's keep it moving, James. We get to Kester Smith, our next top eight competitor. Uh, first instance of First Order here um, has a Whisper Kylo with Brilliant Evasion, Instinctive Aim, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Pattern Analyzer, and Munitions Failsafe, and of course that Enhanced Jamming Suite. Uh, has another Whisper in Wrath with Predator, Elusive, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Uh, has the classic Commander Mallers and the TIFO uh, with Cluster Missiles. Has a DT-798 with Crackshot and Optics. And a Scorch with pre Predator, Fanatical, and Optics. Uh, choosing to go for the more offensive versions of these two FOs instead of just the shield upgrades. Uh, hoping to pump out some more damage. Um, yeah, very scary list. Kylo, uh, we haven't seen too much of him uh, lately in his, in the Whisper, but like, man, he is still a force to be reckoned with with that uh, instinctive aim concussion missile, being able to shoot that out. Uh, the back arc, uh, just like zoom by, uh, focus rotate or jam rotate or whatever you want to do and uh, shoot that concussion missile, uh, even if you don't have a lock. Uh, and still use um, all kinds of uh, mods on defense with the really evasion and uh, that enhanced jamming suite to get, get the jam out there. And Wrath as well provides another great source for jamming uh, and has that uh, ion cannon uh, to still do uh, four dice at range one and to bring some ionization out there to let these tie FOs clean up with those extra attack dice and uh, Mallers out there with those cluster missiles. So awesome. pretty nasty list. And last but not least here out of our top eight, Jonas bringing a um, Republic squad very similar to uh, to what we talked about over, uh, earlier, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Contrail, Hawk. Now, Marcel, I got a question for you. So Rebels didn't show up in that top eight. I don't think they're even in the top – no, sorry. They are in the top 16. But that They didn't make it into the top eight. What – pilot do you think showed up the most out of the rebellion you got a guess for me um let's see what probably luke i would say is the most likely to show up the most luke and tied with that is fen rao in the sheath of pete that's interesting yeah Did so five of them Five, yeah, five overall. Of course, from the ones that could be parsed, sometimes lists aren't put in correctly, but uh, at least five of them. But you can see, looking at the frequency, you see a lot, a lot of rebels there for repeated pilots. Um, and 
you know, they didn't, they didn't show up into the top eight. So it's just interesting. So a lot of Rebel presence. Uh, if we go ahead and take a look at the uh, the graph here, you can see they were 14%, and they're pretty even here uh, with our biggest group, of course, almost, almost always being the Galactic Empire because people like to be the empire i don't want to say the good guys the bad guys we're getting that that's an argument for another day uh but something very interesting now for our audio listeners at home will uh you want to talk a little bit about squad sizes uh squad sizes yes so uh in this tournament there's uh 14 instances of three ship squads uh we have 34 uh, at four ship uh, that's the most, by the way. Uh, very close, though, behind it with five ship is 31. Uh, 11, six ship list. Four, seven ship list. And zero, eight ship list. Not one droid swarm out there. Uh -uh. Now, if we take a look at Swiss really quickly, we can just take a quick peek at what was the top performing list from, from the factions that didn't make it into the top cut. Uh, if we take a look at the Rebel Alliance, we see that Chris Bobby had an Ezra, Arvel, Magva, Saw list. Um, I don't think we did talk about Scum and Villainy First Order. We didn't hit. Uh, there was a Commander Malrus, uh, Lieutenant Gaelic, Scorch, DT-798, Ember, and Grudge. Uh, that coming from uh, David Sutcliffe. And then the other faction that we didn't hit uh, was Resistance, if I'm not mistaken. And Fun Walk with the top performance there. Poe Dameron. This is which Poe? Just looking at it quick. This is... Falcon Poe. Falcon Poe. There it is. Ah, uh, yes. You see the Millennium Falcon right there. Uh, BB-8, Finn, Lulo, and Kaz. I, I do want to note that, like, four... Out of the top four lists that for for resistance, all four of them brought a falcon. I think, yeah. Yeah, so, you got Poe, Ray, Ray, Poe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's just an interesting little tidbit. Like, and then they didn't uh, do badly, right? It's the tenth, no. the tenth rank, fourteen, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of them ended up actually making it into the top 16 uh, with those uh, with Poe Dameron in that new uh, Falcon. Good stuff. Good stuff. So thank you to uh, our the TO for the Sit Taker Open, uh, keeping a online um, tournament so that we could take a look at those stats. And of course, thank you to Pattern Analyzer uh, for being able to parse out those statistics. Now, for our next section, I want to talk a little bit about world prep, our world prep section. And specifically, the topic is how to practice slash how do you practice. I kind of want to just talk to each other. How do we, uh, each of us, practice slash what do you find to be the most valuable thing that you do while playing? Because I think all of us look at practice very differently. Uh, and I think depending on your X-Wing journey, the how you practice may be very different. Some people 
uh, practice, it may be perceived as more serious than others uh, or more, you know, more casual or, or however you would want to parse it. Um, but I, what I want to find out for each of us is what do you find most valuable and what are some suggestions that you can give to somebody else? So we'll go ahead and uh and start with uh who put in that first point the difference between game reps and practice oh i i put in like three points because i thought it i didn't know we were going person by person yeah. just adding stuff well, into well it let's over. let's let's go ahead well let's just open up that topic um so i i will i'm going to alter the question is in your personal opinion is there a difference between game reps and practice and i want to start with marcel i'm curious to hear to hear your answer because again i i, I preface this whole conversation with depending on where you are in your x-wing journey this the answers to this can be very different practice we don't need no practice <laughs> um this guy's got 10 years of practice yeah 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 uh Honestly, the um, my practice really is. I'm not getting a lot of X-wing in, so my practice is just flying the same list when I play casual. So just playing casual games here and there, little pickup games, and just flying the same list. So that's about the extent of my quote-unquote practice. So I'm not I'm not uh, scheduling time with people to purposely. Mm -hmm practice i'm not scheduling i'm not uh breaking stuff down um when i play now that doesn't mean i'm i'm, I'm like playing and not paying attention to what's happening right it, like i am for example you know one of the things that i've discovered over playing again not a lot but just playing a couple games here and there is um the difference between what I put on Morris, uh, mm -hmm. Commander Morris, is night and day. Like it's um, one, you can go offensive and go cluster missiles or something else, or you, or you can go defensive with Magpulse. Magpulse is strictly defensive. Um, it is. It's, it's you're not gonna. It knocks off crates, which is a defensive ability because you're you're. You're, you're preventing points. You're preventing right? points, and yeah. you are depleting and jamming, and you know it's 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 defensive tech. You're not out there trying to put two, three shields off or damage on there. Um, yeah, so I'm just paying attention, um, and uh, since I am not playing a lot, just that's probably the the extent. Is usually when I play for fun, I'll, I'll play like silly fun lists. Mm -hmm. and i'll swap list you know every single time i play so my version of practicing is um playing casually the same list and making tweaks based on what i see so mm -hmm. if you know with maurice i like certain upgrade on uh, gaelic i have not been able to find the, the correct juice like that tractor beam from for me has mm -hmm. has been i mean it's been garbage like i've never tractored anybody <laughs> All right. um so anyway so just playing around with like the different loadouts and um you know different ships and and you know taking whirlwind out putting in ember or or you know doing doing different things yeah. like that just to um 
so yeah, so that's basically the extent of my quote unquote practices. Just so, uh, so would you, would you say that that what your that your reps are more about like <laughs> massaging the list to find what feels best? To find what feels best or to find what doesn't work. Um, you know, for example, another thing that, that I've been working on is, uh, I don't know if it was in last week's or two weeks ago's um, podcast, I, I, I mentioned that Whirlwind was getting killed mm-hmm. um, every single time. Like, even if I was winning the games, like, Whirlwind would die. Mm-hmm. And I've started to hold back the urge to try to chase that proton tor- proton rocket okay and purposely keep i feel like we talked about that but continue go ahead go ahead that's a difficult i mean when you get five red dice it's difficult to hold back i want it now there's like five ships over there i'm bound to have one bullseye right um but uh yeah so just um i'm not playing against an opponent because I, I just find like you know anybody who's random looking for game on on the uh, Discord is just um, and actually I think I played one against Brian, uh, but it was the same thing. Brian was looking on Discord like hey looking for game. I was like hey I'm around. Um, so yeah, it's just not really about who I play. It's mostly when I'm playing, I'm trying to like make mental notes of like okay, World One keeps dying. Do I take World One out or am I flying World One wrong? Um, Gaelic is not effective. Like Gaelic has produced zero in almost all my games. Mm-hmm. It is like, do I have the wrong ship out there, or do I have the wrong loadout? You, you run on tractor wrong... beam. I'm, I'm right now. I've been trying tractor beam, but that tractor's done nothing. Um, I mean, I, the only ship that I tracked it, I tracked it a ship once, and there was a ship that wasn't getting shot again. It was just more like a defensive tractor. Like, okay go over there so you don't kill me mm. um that's about it like that i just can't get that to, to hit but i've also been practicing like proud tradition versus elusive uh so things like that like little tweaks to see what like do i use elusive elusive enough or do i want to like save my focus for um you know get behind somebody and still have like a modded offense shot things like that so okay so it's mostly tweaks it's mostly tweaks and i'm playing against myself just to uh play see what worked see what didn't work and try to um, figure out like the things that that i don't like like the things that i don't like is world one dies okay so what can i do do i change them out or do i play right. more defensive if i play too defensive then it's world one kind of not contributing etc but i'm not oh, but- switching my list like that because i'm not playing enough mm-hmm. um i'm not going to switch my list just because I know I'm not going to put in the reps to get good at anything else. Okay. So you think the, just... fa- the familiarity of what you have has a higher value to you than the possibility of, of what might be ob- maybe objectively a better decision? The familiarity is more valuable to you? Yes, 100%. So I think – and this is goes to everybody out there. Um, right now, the, the quote-unquote meta is so wide open. We just saw Fawn winning with like a list that won Gen Con last year. Uh, there's the other Republic list. There's the Django and 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 Canaan list. There's there's a lot of stuff that's that that's good, including a lot of Resistance and Republic lists that are good, 
you know, sends the STO results, but there, there are good lists out there for that. Um, you know, uh, Nate Moore has been, you know, asking me about lists and stuff like that. My advice to him is fly what you are already doing, like whatever feels right for you and tweak mm -hmm. it. Like, don't try to chase like whatever somebody right. else is doing because every faction has a chance every and every faction has a chance and every faction has maybe like two or three different ways of doing it and and it's valid the choices you make during the game your familiar familiarity with what's on the opponent's side so again getting some reps in just to see like okay what am i going to be playing again like you know the token sharing what does the token sharing want to do? Why is that? Why is that hard? The Vader and you know the boys plus other stuff. Like why is you know well, how do I deal with it? So it's not more about like what list am I going to fly? Is what do I know that I'm going to remember the triggers and I know what it wants to do, mm -hmm. and then just tweaking it based on what is currently in the currently popular out there. So if Vader's popular just figuring out like, okay, it's like we said last week, just getting the reps in to say like, how am I gonna deal when I play against Vader? How am I gonna deal when I play against 7B Anakin? How am I gonna deal when I play against Kanan, Boba, and Rook? You know, just uh, not switching your list around as much, tweaking it, not switching right. it, is just getting better at it and learning the approach versus the different archetypes that you're likely to see. All right. Now, I want to flip this now to Ryan. Ryan, one of the things you want to talk about is is your style of practice, and you specifically kind of uh, bracket it as roll it back and fix it. Hit me with that. Yeah, so I think this is more um, – this is – you there's, – there's, there's two philosophies with this. One of it is just a, a, a way of practice where all you're doing – is you get to a point in the game where you believe it could be further into the game. It could be only to the first engagement. It could be to the second or third turn of engagement. All you're trying to do is get a feel for was my approach correct? Did I go for the? Did I start my game off with a, with the correct goal in mind? Where are the obstacles and objectives placed meaningfully to help my my win condition? Um, did I choose the correct moves? Did I? It's it's a lot of like early stuff that can easily ripple and snowball the rest of the game, but you're not playing out the rest of the game because you're just trying to get to the point of where this is the pivotal stuff. This is where we can much easily reverse engineer everything we just did. We can talk about it because we're only about three or four turns into the game. We can go. All right, this ship took this path. Was this the right path? or should have gone a different way? Or could I have decided something else different differently with these other set of ships in my list? Um, and it's, it's a lot easier to break down what happened in a game when there's less of the game to talk about. And when the beginning of the game can be so pivotal to the rest of the game, whether it's where you deploy, where you put your obstacles and objectives, and then how you came out of the gate in turn one and two to lead to the engagement, those can be easily broken down and find out where the quote ripple effect really brought it to a positive or negative game state for you. 
Um, you could even take it so far as to say, all right, if, if you're clearly between you and a friend, you're mm-hmm. finding out one of these two is a clear advantage, right? Right. You could do a complete reverse engineer method, say, all right, let's focus on just the list that is the that is on the negative end of this matchup. Literally put the ships. Don't even try and like start in deployment. Put them in a reasonable spot. Place them on the board where you think that is going to be a positive engagement for you. Like pick them up, put them in the middle of the board, and say, "All right, I want this ship to be here, here, and this other ship to be here and here, and I need you to not be here and here." Okay, and then try and reverse back. How can you get to that point? Sometimes you can't do that completely because your opponent obviously has agency in which ways they're going to go. But it's a way you can decide and figure out. Even if I can like take the dials and completely out of the game and just say, if I just put all this stuff exactly where I think I want it to be, are you even correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Even if you could get to that point, if you do the math on like the expected results of the engagement that you've just put yourself in freely, is it still coming up positively for you? Or are you not thinking about it correctly? Could you should you be doing something else? Or selecting a different goal and then build a different engagement from that new goal you found that you have to try and achieve because the one you thought you should have been able to achieve you you can't or shouldn't try to attempt it doesn't have as high of a a success rate as you originally thought um the other sort of philosophy under the roll it back and fix it, it so so after doing all that you roll it back and try again basically but the other part of it is whether you are playing that type of um practice or you're doing a rep i think it's very important and i think i don't know when this mindset came to be this is very ingrained with a lot of x-wing players mm-hmm. and i think it's something we need to like not do as often as we currently do if we're not playing a game in a competitive organized event I don't know why we constantly beat ourselves up on mistakes to the to where you say, okay, I'm in a practice game with Marcel, right? And one of us dials in a maneuver. We're trying something, see if it works, because we have to try it, or, or we, we believe we have to try this maneuver. And we land on a rock, okay? I know a majority of the X-Wing players will be like, that's my mistake, I got to deal with it, and try and play out the rest of the game. Honestly, don't do that you've already recognized the mistake roll it back discuss all right what was your ship's goal why did you go for that move you land on the rock we know it's a mistake roll it back let's pick a different maneuver that still attains the goal you were trying to do but doesn't hit the rock or maybe you talk with your with your practice partner and you find out maybe that wasn't the best goal in mind and you shouldn't have tried to go that hard for that maneuver Pick something else, readjust your goals and figure out if that and continue the game from there. I think this whole thing of like, oh, I got to learn the hard way from my mistakes, not in practice, not in any free play games, just roll it back, fix it. You're you're not going to neither of you are going to learn more by letting that mistake play out the rest of the game because you're going to find out a result to a game where someone made a mistake instead of trying to see like in the matchup what if that mistake doesn't happen do i do i still win the game or do i not win that game you can't count on your opponent making that high level of mistakes so it's best to roll it back fix it 
sure, I made a mistake. You could still learn from that mistake, but you could also fix it and get the correct type of practice where you face a list that's chosen decisions more optimally and not made, um, you know, maneuver mistakes or whatever it may be. It could even be target selection. You go through a whole round of combat and you don't get, you know, you don't get a, a successful, uh, a success step towards your goal in the game. You talk with your opponent and be like, I wonder what combat would have been like if I would have did this differently. Mm-hmm. And then talk it over with them and they say, and you both agree like, yeah, let's see what happens. Roll it back, do it again. Just get it. You get more informed information by not having random mistake-ridden games when you have the chance to go back and fix it and try it all again. And then you don't have to wait a whole nother game to see if that was right or not. You found out right then and there by rolling it back. Maybe I was right or wrong. Maybe you were right the first time. But you don't know if you're right or wrong unless you try the multiple attempts if it's available. That all makes sense in general. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think you also have to, like, uh, with your practice partner, you have to really say, hey, I'm trying to practice. You can't just be like, hey, I want to I want to run that back. Like, what do you think? Like, that's a conversation oh, yeah. you need to have. You, like, you the expectations, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely clear expectations of, hey, I'm trying to practice, you know, and I, you know, I may want to take something back or like, you know, talk to me, tell me what you think about what I'm doing kind of thing and having that like open discussion. Yeah. But I, I, I just think the, the whole, I made the mistake. I have to live with it mindset. I, I think that should go away in X-Wing to be, to be honest, unless, unless it's like an organized competitive event where like mistakes will then happen and you have to deal with it. Yeah, I also but, think uh, Ryan. Part of part of that comes from I think uh, there are some people who they don't feel like they can. So, for instance, I know I I would feel comfortable, Ryan. Like you, if you and I were playing, we said we're going to practice. The idea of like stopping and discussing breaking things down, like that sounds awesome. Like that sounds fun to me. But I know there are some people that if I were to play a game with them, I wouldn't feel comfortable bringing that up or like I would feel bad about doing that on their time. You know what I mean? Like the 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 idea of like you know, even even in a in a casual setting when they're like, oh, we'll roll it back. I know for myself, it's like it's like yeah, cool. Small small things here and there, maybe. But uh, I wouldn't want to get into the habit of doing it continuously as for practice. Like I'm talking like just playing kind of like the, the the reason why maybe that mindset fits is sometimes people don't feel like they can do that with other people's time especially if they have limited playing time that's just a, a guess yeah maybe a corner case the, if, if you're playing a roll it back game mm. you're planning on rolling back a, a large level of stuff that has to be something you and your opponent have are planning on doing before mm. even starting a game yeah um if it, what i think what i'm discussing that deals with like the the more regular play like you know free play weekend right i i go to x-wing on saturdays most of the time to go play some game pick up games with friends right on average my rollback offers to them is like oh they did a maneuver and they hit a rock hey you want to take that back and let's just like pick you could just pick a different move so you don't end up on that rock and we keep playing the casual game like not only does that 
probably feel a lot better not have to like play a whole game with dealing with your ship hitting a rock mm-hmm. in like the, the first turn of engagement which is a huge snowball yeah um but also like you are you as the player who wants to see the more optimal outcome and play against it to know more about like all right how does this matchup actually how do i actually handle this matchup when my opponent doesn't hit a rock right yeah because that becomes more valuable practice right like your your opponent flying a ship off the board first turn, let's say, doesn't help you at all if you're trying to learn something in a in in a tournament. Uh, that's a different discussion, but <laughs> um, you know, interesting uh, interest interesting take there, uh, Will. I want I want to roll it to you. Um, how, how do how do you how do you practice? What do you <clears throat> what are your thoughts on practicing? Uh, well, um, my thoughts on it are that uh, I should be picking a list and sticking with it, um, but I'm still rolling through a couple uh, different lists. But it has helped me uh, to play these multiple lists, like play some Django, play mm-hmm. some Imperials, uh, because uh, to me, how I learn like what a list is trying to do is to get in the pilot seat, like go out there and be like, like, well, obviously I would always deploy my Vader on the opposite side. Like I was, mm-hmm. I'm always going to split Django and Grievous, things like that, where at least if I am able to make those decisions, I can see the potential for my opponents in the future uh, to do the similar decisions um, to like get some expectations out of the list. Um, Uh, because a lot of my games are just like pickup games online Uh, there's no telling that like someone's bringing like one of these like high tier competitive lists Uh, so that's uh, one of the ways that I do it is um, it's not exactly like filthy net listing but like (laughs) I need to know what this squad does yeah I mean it's 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 know your enemy right is what you're is what you're saying Right, because uh, the same thing. If you're just like, yeah, you're one of those V Reapers, and you like carry a Force Crew or whatever, right? Like, if you if you're <laughs> no no shame, James. Uh, it was just a good example of this. Like, uh, it's the same thing. I'm just like, yeah, you're one of those X Wings. You guys normally shoot like proton torpedoes or whatever, right? Like, uh, being able to I correctly identify and be like, oh, okay, so this is the boy, and it's got attack speed. I understand all that. Uh, I understand its limitations of what it can do. Uh, it's been helpful. As far as uh, reps, I do agree with uh, the like the rollbacks of like as long as I, uh, as long as it's like small things. Like obviously like uh, like road. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, sorry, you can't turn that K turn into a two straight because you lost road. But things like. Um, be like, why aren't we like, oh, I thought you would come at me, so I didn't risk picking up this objective. I was like, I can go three on one over here. Like, you have no reason to be scared. Uh, so I do like that kind of like very early corrective, too. This isn't like, you know, 10 minutes left in the game kind of stuff. Uh, but to, uh, to me, that's a lot of what I take away from games mm-hmm. is 
because uh, like moment to moment, right? Like it's more sometimes just chaos out there, right? Where you oh, yeah. got to do what you can do. Um, so a lot of what I take away is like deployment and rocks. If I'm flying the same list um, multiple times, I try to at least get some idea of what I want from obstacles. Do I want them spread out? Do I want them on my opponent's side, expecting them to fly past them into more open area where I deploy? Um, and same thing, like. Uh, just deploying your ships, right? Uh, that has such a big impact sometimes, especially with how fast some ships are. Uh, Aether sprites, cloaked whispers and stuff like that, that can get to you and shoot you turn one if you're not prepared for it. Uh, so just like, uh, I, I do a little thing where, to try to, try to help me out, but... Mm -hmm. It's one of the things where I just like tilt my ships. If I deploy them all the way on the outside, I'm trying to do this on camera. If I deploy them all the way on the outside, I tilt them in just a little bit. Uh, it's not for like, don't laugh a bullseye or anything. It's, it's because oh, you're, uh, it's because I can get to the other side of the battlefield with a slight angle mm -hmm. um, faster, right? Um, and so that's, that's these little things for where I'm trying to pick up on deployment of like, okay, never make that mistake again. Never leave Django thinking him and a force point and a reinforce can take down a whole squad. And <laughs> everybody else is like scrambling to try to like get across midfield in time. Um, so that's uh, a lot of what uh, I think like, I think we've all like deployed our ships and been like, well, I've lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had that happen for sure. You set up and you go. It's not a great start to this ooh, game. Mom. I lost. <laughs> I haven't even set a dial yet, and we're already already going to Plan B and C. Um, so that's like I said. I think that having like either a defined um, a deployment, mm -hmm. right, or at least like one or two, uh, like I'm trying to describe. Because I've just been, for a lot of lists, I steal Marcel's opening. Two fast ships on the center, and then some ship in the middle. Yeah. And uh, it, the reason Marcel had done that for so long is that as long as your ships are fast enough, like double reposition or, you know, five forward boost or whatever, uh, you can make that kind of deployment do whatever you need to to get all, all of them onto the right side or get flanks on each people so figuring out that kind of versatile deployment uh or like i said at least what you want on your turn zero because uh, that's something that you can see the ramifications of through the whole game when you're like why did i bunch up all these obstacles uh when i'm flying large bases that doesn't make any sense and you just gotta make that little notation down always spread out obstacles or bring smaller obstacles maybe i'm bringing the wrong obstacles mm -hmm. um but yeah a lot of the uh unfortunately beyond that a lot of that's just like see your pants uh kind of stuff um and count really really list dependent so hard hard to extrapolate information from that uh, but I should. This is a new leaf, uh, turning point for me. I, I'm going to have to lock down a list and actually start getting some some true reps in with it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's true. All right. What about you, James? Practicing. How do? Uh, honestly, for me, I am not a good practicer. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, like Will, I'm very wishy-washy on lists. 
but once I get a list down, uh, I mean, sort of reiterating, reiterating the same thing that everyone else has said of um, getting uh, lots of practice on, a lot of practice in, especially for deployment, um, and checking to see, checking to make sure, like, if I deploy like this and my opponent deploys like this, what do I have to do? Or maybe I need to move one of my ships a little on the other side of, of their of this ship. Maybe I want my support ship on the outside or the inside, depending on what I want to do or like what kind of list I'm facing. Um, so kind of taking into those considerations and started building out a, a little flow chart of if this, then that, then, mm. this, is, then this is what I do to have a multiple different setups um, that, that are practiced setups. Um, and then, uh, just kind of getting in there and just throwing, throwing stuff at the wall until something sticks, um, a couple times. And that's basically, that's basically it. Like one of my like favorite archetypes that I fly a lot is, um, uh, five, four, five, four point ships, um, or initiative fours and in Republic, mm -hmm. uh, and sorry. Yeah. Five, four point ships. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, just, yeah, just kind of. Uh, fitting in different pieces and uh, seeing what works and uh, seeing what um, making sure I have a uh, what I think something Will mentioned was having a uh, idea of what happens if I go against this matchup that's very popular right now so having an answer for uh, like the uh, not only like the different lists that I might face, the list archetypes that I may face, but also the different scenarios that I may face. So make sure that I have some type of crit generation in the list somewhere right. for the salvage. Make sure I have fast enough ships for assault to kind of bounce from um, objective to objective. Make sure I have a, a ship in the list that can survive a round and chance uh, to make sure I get that point and then maybe swap him out. Uh, or make sure that I have someone that gets an extra action somehow for uh, to make sure that they're not left out in the cold when they have to scramble. Uh, so making sure that I, ca I have an answer, I have a tool in my toolkit for each of these different scenarios uh, and uh, possible uh, matchups that I may face. Um, and I think so uh, I think something maybe. Uh, uh, Ryan put down here in our notes is uh, get your physical elements squared away, uh, which is something that I am really big on. Like if I am uh, practicing with the list, I will have all of those things in like set up already at home. Like, right. Make sure that I, like if there's any possible way that I'll need this, 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 and I have extras of it, and I have it all set away in a little tiny box, ready to go, so as soon as I get to the table, I dump it all out, organize it, and then ready to go. You're ready to go, yeah. To, yeah, I don't have to, like, like, oh, I need jams because I have a mag pulse, you know what I mean? I have already have that jam there. Yeah, so go, going through what you need before you reach the yeah. table, that's, yeah. that, that's an important and, part. Yeah, and nowadays you really need at least a few of everything with all the different effects that we have in the game. Right. Uh, like like gas clouds do ions now. Gas clouds do strains. Uh, make sure you have enough stress if you get panic piloted. You know, multiple times. Make sure you have enough 
uh, like depletes. Make sure you have depletes. Like I don't have. Make I don't sure, have a ship make in my sure list. you have depletes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't. Have, I don't have a ship in my list that does depletes. Why would I need depletes? It's like, well, you may end up facing someone that has a bunch of mag pulses, or um, uh, yeah, you get depleted deplete. exactly. Yeah. So make sure you have enough stuff that we don't have to borrow from your opponent. Perfect. Perfect. Something else I wanted to talk about is like I know. This is the teacher, the teacher side of me. Uh, generally, most people, most people, are bad at learning, and that's for it could be for many, many reasons uh, that we hold ourselves back from reaching our highest potential whenever whenever you're trying to improve yourself in whatever uh in the next wing i think the two most common ones is the first one is what i'm going to call active thought is before you start before you start because it doesn't help afterwards or it doesn't help as much before you start try to identify something that you want to focus on identify what is it that you are trying to if you say i want to practice that's great good job you'll probably get something done i bet you'll get more done if you say i want to practice x what part are you focusing on your opening do you want to get even more finite i'm focusing on specifically the maneuvering for this pilot in the opening you can become as uh, as finite as you want but the more finite you are and the more clear you are in the expectations for what you are practicing the more you will achieve period end of story it's proven that that is the first thing um the second thing is sometimes um mental overload specifically talking about if you identify too many things that you want to practice you may come out of your practice with having learned nothing if you're if you are too if you spread your mental capacity out too thin for what you are capable to, of doing which is different for every single person i know for myself i can maybe at max focus on two to three things maybe when i'm trying to focus practice on anything i'm doing whether that is uh music or x-wing those are two big things in my life right i have to pick two or three things and that's it because if i if i add a fourth there every, all of my practice for those things ends up be, being less quality identify a set of things don't over choose what you're going to practice and uh and i think that will be more successful for everybody all right help you out that's for free all right master teacher here i got you fam all right so um yeah man the practicing practicing is definitely something that uh that all of us need to do in all the, in all of the, in all of the things all right so uh let's go ahead is there anything else we wanted to hit when it talks about practicing what's valuable for you anything else you guys want to hit before we move on to our boogeyman just um we're, we're talking about the the moves and the things that you do in game the choices that you make the choices that you make in the list the choices mm -hmm. that you make you know while playing the game etc um the and this kind of goes counter to the uh roll it back like you do want to have those practice games those roll it back practice games but you also want to have 
uh, not those because the other things that come up is your humanity um mm. your, na your natural tendency to either get down on yourself to be overconfident in something and be like well you know like myself i'll chase this proton rocket i'm gonna kill that thing and then you roll <laughs> uh either you get killed because you're i3 or you rolled one focus and four blanks um so just understand when you're playing these games don't just think about like what the listed and the choices you made and the tweaks that you got to make you got to make but also just uh, understand your own tendencies your own tendencies what happens when things go right do you get overconfident uh what, what happens when things go wrong do you like get grumpy and then like shut down do you so just um just be mindful that that's a tougher one to do because uh you know you cannot purposely practice like i'm gonna have my sunterfell roll four blanks and the elusive into another blank at range three and and then get a you know like a direct hit direct hit and die like you can't plan for that it, it just happens sometimes but just uh, when those things happen just um be mindful of what your tendency is you're not going to change your tendency but you are if you can recognize it if you can acknowledge it and recognize it then you can be aware of it like again if your tendency is to get down on yourself you know if, if you want if you not if you don't want to do that you probably got to go see a shrink you know like you know, but we're not going to show you how to do that here if you get down on yourself when someone goes down you get down on yourself when someone goes wrong but be aware that that's what you do so when you're thinking like, oh, this game is over, just be aware, like, wait, is this game over? Or is, um, you know, is this just like, yeah, yeah. Or is this just like my tendency? Yeah, and, and that that like I and I know it because that happens to me because I tend to be overconfident with my red dice. Right. I, I know that for a fact. Like my red dice I tend to be overconfident in. And I do tend when things go sour sometimes to kind of yeah. like try to beat myself up for it because I hold myself to a certain standard and when I don't hit it, I'm like, you know, start beating up by myself. And like a couple times I've noticed myself like getting down on myself and then I look at the score, I'm up by like eight points. But in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm still losing because right. I haven't done the things that I wanted to do versus just looking at the game state and looking at the board. <laughs> right. The dude. You're uh, you're muted, the only Don't just keep balls. come on, you gotta play it off. You just keep going. It's fine. It was it was it was not even ten seconds planned. worth of audio. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, just, just be mindful of your tendencies and uh uh and if you got a friend that you're playing with yeah uh give each other that feedback because maybe sometimes it's hard to catch it on your on your on your on yourself absolutely good stuff fam worlds four weeks away looking forward to it um we're gonna end today with our boogeyman of the week segment before we do that for those of you who are list watching live and maybe you listen tomorrow morning uh tomorrow on tuesday we're gonna have a uh, special edition stream of gold squadron uh and talking about 
a board game that's not X-Wing. Uh, we're going to be talking to Ryan Farmer uh, about his launch uh, for his Kickstarter for Encounters Shattered Waste. We're actually going to be having a launch party for him. And uh, as the composer of the music for this game, I was like, let's do something, Ryan. And he's like, uh, okay. So super excited about that. We are going to talk about the music side. We're mostly going to talk about the game. We're going to play the game. We'll play some TTS. Um, and by the way, boys, you're invited to come play if you'd like to come play. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, be a good time. And uh, our plan is to be live at around. I'm stalling. I am going to my phone. Oh, you got Ryan Farmer on your phone, Dion? You got to like that. Yeah, I do. And what? That's right. About 5.30, 5.30 p.m., 6 p.m. Uh, Central. We're going to lock down the, ex the exact time. We'll be posting it on all the social media. Check it out. Super excited to talk about it. All right. Boogeyman of the Week. The Anakins. Now, the Anakins that we've seen, uh, specifically, it's 7B, right? Like, let's let's talk about it. We talked about Vader last week. That's Anakin. You know what we mean? Republic. We're talking about the Republic. Um, let's start here. The ones that we haven't seen too much of, and my question, just quick hits. Do you got to worry about it for Worlds? Why wing Anakin? Yannikin. Do I no. take time worrying about it, boys? No. no, this what this isn't last year. No, R I think Ryan? you need to recognize if it shows up what it's doing. Because I know Tyler Tippett ran like he he won the game, but he went up against a list that featured Y wing Anakin and Oddball and another Y wing. But it, because Anakin had weapon system officer and state council, he was able to fire the full torp and still pass a lock on to someone else. So you got to watch out. Just identify the shenanigans. Yeah, just don't 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 turn your brain off as soon as you see <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a, a ship that features an I six pilot. Like you should know what that pilot does and still assess. Should you probably win the game against it? Probably, <laughs> but don't turn your brain off because then that's how you lose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, now the next Anakin I want to talk about Naboo Anakin. All right, this is the one that does the barrel roll before activation. That's not actually a barrel roll per action stuff. Do I got to worry about it? You should all be worried. Not this year. <laughs> not this Same year? Same level as Y-Wing Anakin. Recognize what it's doing. You should be okay. Okay. Then we have two Anakins? Three Anakins. Sorry, three more Anakins. Right? Three? Three, two, three. three. Four more Anakins. Four? Four. Yeah. What? There's four. So oh, there's so four. So there Siege of Coruscant. Okay. Siege of Coruscant. So yeah. the next least likely to show up is calibrated targeting. No, I, I'd say regular Ada is the least next. Regular Ada. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, six point yeah. Ada. I six point Ada, Ada Anakin. That's not showing up. No. Mm -hmm. But if it does, um. Okay, I think that's actually probably the lowest on the list. The right lowest now. on the just, list. Just, just get it in arc, and then it should go down. Okay. Now, now we're left with Ada, Seven B, and what's the other one? Well, it's S O C Ada. S O C Ada. 
regular CLT. Twitch friends. CLT and 7B. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So who's the next one that we're knocking off the list? Or do we need to talk about all three of these? I would knock off SOC, Anakin, the other yeah. Yeah, uh, the Aethers are really good, but the system, it, it loses so much from the Aether Sprite. I mean, in reality, we are only talking about one One is showing up. And that is, drum roll, the 7B. There it is. Okay. Yeah, like the, the 7B Anakin is really the only one that's showing up because once you get, even if you get a couple with the, uh, like the Edda one, mm-hmm. um, again, you're... There's other options. You probably it's not it's not the same thing. Like it's doing something very similar to what like Obi Wan will be doing, but just at a, at a higher initiative. Um, and I, you can look at the stats and whatever the list fortress or the what what is that called the pattern analyzer X wing versal app. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you won't see any or many actual you know seven. Is it? it is, is, if it's not seven B, what is it? Is it just seven Delta seven? Delta, just seven. Delta. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now here's let's let's open this up. Why is the Delta seven B good? Not we don't have to worry about comparing it to the other ones. We identified that it is the best one. Why is it good? Let's start with the chassis. Um, it's the chassis ability is extremely good. Fine tuned controls. After you fully execute a maneuver, uh, you may you, you may spend one force to form a boost or barrel action. That is basically that combined with your normal action, which can be another reposition of the other type or lock or focus or purple evade. You have the capability of doing uh, linked actions that's not stressful, which with that ship's dial is phenomenal because that mm-hmm. dial has a lot of valuable reds with 5k 4k two sloop hard ones that are white hard twos that are white i mean it's not great at clearing uh stress when it does get it but also you got anakin's ability which is not nothing full after you fully execute maneuver if there's an enemy ship in your front arc at range zero to one or your bull or your bullseye all the way you may spend one force to remove a stress token. So that could be after you fully execute a red and you just spend a, spend a force to get rid of the stress and do actions. Or maybe you tried the red move. You didn't get anyone with this ability. You don't have to do a blue move afterward if you think you're going to get someone in range one or in your bullseye. Do a white move and clear the stress that way. Um, being an I-6 ship with that type of repositioning and that open of a dial after those types of double actions is really, really good. On top of three fours, which is also really good, and a full arc three die attack. The only negative ish you see with this ship is of comparison to other aces, this is only a two agility ship versus a three agility ship. Um, this is more on the Poe end of the spectrum where... It's going to do a lot of damage. It's going to reposition and be in some crazy spots. Um, But if it gets looked at by enough things, it'll take damage. Uh Unlike Poe, though, Anakin has the Force. Passive mods, extremely good, as we've known in the past. And doesn't have a really big loadout pool, but but Republic has a lot of valuable loadout options 
or and or Anakin here has valuable slots to fill with a two four slots, a talent slot, an astromech slot, and a mod slot. Fifteen points available. There's some quality picks to be had, and there are a lot of variations we've seen that have been all successful across the board too. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of different options that you can go for your loadout. Um, like uh, Ryan's mentioning, you have um, the shield upgrade um, to give you some extra survivability and actually get to get you to that um, seven points of health um, mm -hmm. to really match that T70. Uh, you can go chopper to uh, help with uh, getting extra evades or uh, once you actually get it turned over, uh, to getting out some jams uh, to some enemies uh, could be very helpful, uh, especially in a um, X1 Vader, uh, specifically Boy Vader uh, world out there, uh, having uh, that chopper jam to jam off that lock uh, could be really vital. Uh, you can also go the other uh, astromech, uh, the big one at least, R2-D2 for uh, some uh, regen or to get rid of some uh, critical devices. Or the last one that I don't think we see it too much of would be uh, outmaneuver. Uh, but it is there. It is out there doing mm. doing things. So you have to... It, 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 I would say that one is the one that, like, I think Will and I have talked about it a couple times, that like, really changes how you engage Anakin. Um, or engage with or engage Anakin. So... Um, our maneuver can really change how that works. Awesome. Any other thoughts on the 7B Anakin Extraordinaire? All right. Will? Um, as far as like builds? Sure. Let's let's go ahead. Let's hit some builds. What are some common places where uh, he's he's showing up? And we've we've talked about him a little bit already today. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I mean, in the in the Republic, I mean, you really are looking at two different ways to support this Anakin. Uh, you're looking at the uh, the Seventh Fleet Gunner Lat. Not only is it giving him a fourth dice. Um, uh, it's also given him two re-rolls, uh, even perhaps a defensive re-roll with that dedicated. The other, out, the other side of the spectrum is tossing him tokens um, through Born for This. I can throw him an evade through kickback. He can throw him focuses from uh, any of the other V-wings uh, as well as like click kind of helping out. Uh, the... The click kind of works like Seven Fleet Gunner, um, where if you're taking away one of their defense dice, you kind of add in one of your own in some situations. Uh, uh, not very often do we see him um, with just like some like generic line troops. He's almost exclusively paired with Obi Wan Kenobi as well. Um, Kenobi can spend his force to ha let Anakin keep. Uh, their focus, so some great synergy there with like born for this, like uh, Contra or Click can throw a focus to Anakin, and Obi Wan can flip his force to allow him to basically have two focuses uh, for 
attacking, or it would be for defending. He probably is attacking very early in the initiative round. Uh, so that's the... Let me bounce this to you guys, though. Target priority. Uh, if you see... Like a uh, like a Latin versus Anakin. What? I'm I'm not sure what question best to ask, but <laughs> what does it take to go after Anakin right away versus his support or his fillers? I always go with. Oh, go ahead. No, go go. You you, you first, Marcel. Okay. No, I was I was gonna say I I always go based on um, what the opponent's doing. If the opponent is being aggressive with Anakin, then you want to at least acknowledge him, uh, especially because he is so fast. He can, you know, with the, he can five forward boost and still action and, or five forward and double reposition, you know, five forward boost at, at, at an angle and then barrel roll further. I mean, that gets you pretty, pretty far out in places so it it really depends if, if he's flying let's say they're flying a, a a hound or a hawk then if if he's feeding you anakin you have to you have to acknowledge him you have to shoot at him you have to discourage him from from playing and you have a few rounds before the hawk gets into play but if he's bringing in the hawk at a at a at a at a fast enough pace to where like in round two or three it's 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 getting close to the to the board then of course you delete that thing i mean you just because when you delete the hawk you don't just damage anakin's output but you damage like the entire list output mm -hmm. um but, and if you're flying one of these token sharon ones uh and he's an r2 d2 anakin um it, it, it's kind of tough because the, the likelihood of killing either a shield upgrade or an R2-D2 Anakin with a token sharing support is very, very low. Even if you're shooting it three or four times, it's just very unlikely that you'll be able to kill it. Um, you'll be able to discourage it, make it fly away for a little bit, regen a couple times, and then it'll, it'll come back. But you're probably not getting any points off of it unless um, you're playing um the the half points at which point you, you know you're getting three points which is equivalent to like you know killing a full v-wing mm -hmm. but it really depends on on um what they're feeding you and if, if you're if, again the token sharing ones i'll probably try to discourage it but i'm not going to chase them and i'll go after whatever is feeding him the tokens uh you know, and, and that popular list probably kickback. Is it kickback? That yeah, that, kickback's the evade mm -hmm. torrent. Yeah, like that's, that's kind of a trap, though. That's a six health ship. It yeah. is a six health ship, but it's one that you can sneak a a, a, a nasty crit. Sure. Like it's easier to deal with it. It's it, it's not gonna five forward boost out of your way. Like it's, <laughs> you know where it's gonna end up. True. Torrents uh, are pretty predictable. Yeah, so you know where it's gonna be. You know what it wants to do. And it's, there's going to be an evade for someone, so might as well give it on the two agility ship that's not regenerating. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's more of like what they give you, but all in the token sharing one versus the very offensive one. I think your target priority changes a little bit. Don't chase a regen if it's not um, chance chance engagement. Yeah, if it's not chance yeah, engagement, that makes, that makes sense. If he's already being cagey with his RTD two Anakin. 
probably not going to let you get those points. Oh, no. Why? They're mine. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, An Anakin's going to be on the board. He's fast, maneuverable, defensive, and offensive. He can punch you in the face. So uh, high likelihood that we see some Anakin be successful. Um, here's a question for you. Top, we end up with a top 16 at Worlds. Is that their goal? Top 16, top 8. Top 8. Okay. Three, uh, only three rounds on Sunday. Right. Okay. Out of the top 8, we've talked. Our boogeymen so far have been Darth Vader, Anakin. Will there be more Vader or Anakin in that top 8? I'm going to go your two, 2 and 2. My prediction. Even. Two. He's going even. I'm going to say out of the 8, half of it will be those two. It'll be two Vaders and two Anakins. Wow. Uh, so you're going with it. I didn't, you didn't even have to give me more exact numbers. It could no, have been 2-1. I'll even mm -hmm. tell you it'll be two six-point Vaders and two uh, Delta 7B Anakins. That'll be in the in the top eight. Wow. Okay. Will? Uh, I would say an, uh, Darth Vader by, like, one. Uh, okay. Just because uh, I'm going to count Defender Vader in yeah. there as well. That, that, that's fine. That, it's part of the boogeyman list. James? Yeah, I'll say we have, we'll have one X1 Vader, uh, probably boy, and then one uh, Defender Vader, and then one Delta 7 Anakin. All right, so Vader 2 to 1. Ryan? I think I'm going to lean with Marcel and go. Wow, that's hard. So it's top eight. That's real tight. It's I, I think... I think Empire's the Darth Vader is going to have more showings than Anakin in the top eight. Mm -hmm. All right, there you it's go. Because there are more iterations of Darth Vader that I feel could be competitive. Just to uh, to have something different, I'll I'll go one one, one of each, mm. and we'll fill the Ooh, other six one. slots with okay. stuff with other stuff. There can Ten only ghost. be one, they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this 300th episode of the Gold Squadron podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out. Again, a reminder, we'll be live tomorrow, Tuesday, February 28th, uh, talking about Encounters, Shattered Wastes. We will be live uh, this week with some more Sector Series, hopefully. Uh, and as we get into that top 16 for this series, uh, we'll start breaking that down, looking at it more closely, uh, and seeing if, uh, if anybody's got some secret sauce that uh, might end up affecting this world championship meta. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron out.